Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Welcome to Bayou Sports here on a Thursday morning, September the 22nd. Of course, in our show today, we'll have a couple of high school coaches, uh, as we usually do each week. Uh, being on air with us at 7.30, I think, is uh, Coach Josh Learman. And at 8 o'clock, we'll have on Coach uh, uh, Carol... Uh, Olivier. Yeah, Olivier with uh, Acadiana Christian uh, uh, School. Uh, in the meantime, uh, last night, um, I was mentioning to Jeff, no-hitter going last night for the Padres, uh, Snell. As Albert Pujols, everybody waiting for him to hit a home run uh, for six ninety nine. He's singles on the shift uh, right over second base where the second baseman should be playing, and he breaks up the no-hitter. Cardinals get another hit that inning, but uh, going to lose one nothing. That's the second one nothing uh, game they've lost in the last couple of weeks, and uh, also last Sunday they, uh, I believe they lost the night before. They lost three nothing. I think they've gone close to. Uh, 25 or 30 innings without scoring a run. So uh, something needs to happen soon. Uh, let, let them have this scoring drought now <laughs> rather than the postseason. Uh, you're right, because hitting begets hitting. You've always heard that uh, saying. And uh, when when teams are hitting, it seems like everybody's hitting. And when no one's getting hits, it just seems like everyone's uh, fanning. Uh, and Snell did a good job last night with his slider keeping the ball down and inside. Elsewhere, the Yankees, uh, man, they just blow out the Pirates. 14-2, uh, well, yeah, I think. I watched a good portion of that game. Uh, Judge came just a little short of 62. A couple of doubles in the game, won a ground rule double, but uh, couldn't get number 61 uh, over the fence. But uh, he, he's going to get there. Uh, I do, too. Uh, the only way he won't get there, if teams stop pitching to him. And yeah. they, they've been known to do that. They, they're cruel. They're cruel. That happened to Maris, too, and the other posing uh, managers back in the 60s. The, the difference here, though, is there isn't any disdain for Aaron Judge. You know, it Roger Maris like, was going up against the ghost of Babe Ruth. That's correct. And, you know, whether it was Barry Bonds and the steroid era where folks didn't want to see them succeed, uh, that's not the case here. There was no love lost for Sosa and McGuire in 98. No, not at the all. Folks were rooting for him until they found out later that it may have been tainted. Yeah, uh, pretty accurate, too, uh, in that regard. But uh, with regards to uh, our man, uh, uh, Judge, he just keeps wrapping the ball last night. He got a couple of hits. I know I checked the stats last night late. And uh, when I didn't see he had an RBI, I knew he didn't hit a home run. So even though he had two hits in the box score. And scores two runs. I mean, he contributes. Yeah, Every he does. game he contributes in some form or fashion. And st- it, there's no doubt he'll win the home run title in Major League Baseball this year, or for that matter, the American League. And uh, right now I'm pretty sure he'll win the RBI title because he's – I want to say he's 10 or 12 away from the nearest uh, person. And with regards to the – uh, batting title, he's still appointed two ahead of, uh, I think, uh, the second-place finisher, who he has passed in the last few weeks because just uh, earlier this month he was hitting two ninety nine or somewhere in that vicinity, and he's just going on tear in the last uh, two weeks mm. uh, hitting the ball. So, uh, uh, of course, Ruth, as a lot of people don't realize, that year he hit 60, hit 17 home runs in the month of September. Of course, Judge has an opportunity. He's going to play a few games in – 
October. That's correct. I think as many as four or five in that regard. So September 30th, I think, is the last day in the month. So uh, they're going to play up until Wednesday, I believe. Uh, the following Wednesday. Yeah. yeah, that's strange. You know, baseball. And again, it, it's the, the strike, or not the strike, uh, the lockout that delayed the start of the season. That's why they extended that. They worked in uh, three makeup games, three to four, depending on how many games were scheduled for an individual team. But, uh, yeah, so they had to make up six to seven games, and three of those are going to be made up next week. Yeah. I mean the week of uh, the first week of October. Correct. Before we move on, a little more baseball news. The Mets had a hit-by-pitch mark <laughs> last night. They got, they've got they been hit 106 times uh, by pitchers from opposing teams. That's not a record, a dubious record you'd want to have in your uh, playbook. And they've still got uh, 12, 14 games left. But too much of the problem is they are not getting out. And I'm not singling out the Mets. Uh, I, I watch mainly the Cubs. And, you know, Rizzo, uh, obviously, is with the Yankees now. He was uh, annually the hit leader, uh, but not getting out of the way of pitches. They're wearing the body armor now that they don't you, you, you know, take the words out of my to, mouth they're happy to take one for the team yeah uh, I, now, now there were you, you've heard that term for a long time taking right. one for the team but but now it's much more mundane to do so <laughs> you do it anytime i mean the body armor they wear and it also uh it draws down with regards to the time of the game too because when they walk or get hit or w- get a hit they've got to take off all the body armor run the base pass uh that's why i hate gloves batters using gloves i like to see them pat the dirt right there at the box and uh, get up and let's swing because every time they step out the box they tighten the glove they do the other glove. They get back in position. That, you add that up with uh, foot 40 batters during the course of each team. Uh, uh, you're talking about another 15, maybe 20 minutes of ball game. I, ball games used to go two hours and 30 minutes at the max. And today, uh, anyway, just one of the uh, bones I have with uh, Major League Baseball. Elsewhere, uh, Saints news. Uh, the Saints, um, it looks like Adebo and Kamara both practiced yesterday, so that's good news. Of course, they head out to Carolina this week to take on the Panthers, who uh, have their issues. Saints, are, I think, are on a two-point pick. Uh, elsewhere uh, in NFL news, uh, uh, tight end uh, Bryson Hopkins has been suspended for three games for uh, drug use. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's uh, HGA or some kind of uh, steroid use. Um, of course, Hopkins, I believe, is a tight end with the Rams uh, in that. Uh, so uh, elsewhere in NFL news, um, Trying to see where uh, uh, some teams are uh, still adapting. Uh, Roger Carr, uh, Aaron Rodgers said his t- – you know, if you saw the game, he tossed his tablet. It was different than Tom Brady. And, uh, you know, these guys can instantly see how the play developed and what went on. Uh, just uh, technology, has, man, has advanced, Jeff, in, uh, whether it be in baseball or in football. I, I can't recall – uh, players in the NBA looking at a laptop when they're sitting on the sidelines. I'm, about the, I'm not sure the hockey players do that either. But baseball and football, uh, laptops have uh, come into view very much so today. Remember when the, uh, they would string uh, from the press box down to the bench uh, photos right. of 
That's right for the NFL. That's right. Like that. That's right. Uh, see how they're lining up. But today you can watch. You see, I know Drew Brees was uh, famous for that man. Whether good or bad play, he go back to the bench, put his hat on, his helmet down, and grab that iPad and look and see what took place during the course of the play. Uh, that's just unbelievable now in uh, in sports. So. Uh, uh, just uh, you, you wonder where it's going next. But uh, like I said, I don't remember an NBA or an NHL player grabbing the uh, the iPad and seeing what happened. You know, you, you can plan a play in the NBA and the NHL. You can try and draw one out. But at the end of the – I mean, you, if it doesn't go off exactly as planned, then it's all loose. You know, yeah. it's all uh, just see what's available and uh, try and find the open man. Uh, Boy, you're right about that. Or open shot, as the case may be. But, yeah, you can draw a play out, but uh, unless it goes off exactly as planned immediately, uh, you know, Katie barred the door. Yeah. Uh, you know, going back to Sunday's game with the Saints and the Bucks, uh, I'm still wondering. I haven't heard any more. Uh, I know they warned uh, Coach uh, – the former coach Bruce of the Aaron, yeah, yeah, they warned him. And uh, there are other – I'm surprised we hadn't seen any other fines come out of that yet. And I don't know if they're still evaluating the tape of that game of what they saw. Um, but it uh, looks right now that, uh, that we might see – that might be it with uh, regards to fines and all. Uh, I thought we'd hear more about that game, but uh, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Well, there, there is this one uh, story out of the Bleacher Report um, – Apparently, the NFL took notice of Bruce Aarons. Uh, according to Pro Football Talk's Mike Flora, the Bucks and former head coach Bruce Aarons received a warning letter after Sunday's game. Flora noted specifics of the letter are not known, but Aarons was clearly in the white stripe reserved for officials, players, and coaches during the altercation and also was clearly involved in the verbal aspect of the kerfuffle. Even though he's a team official, you're not supposed to be in that area. That's reserved for coaches, active coaches, and uh, players. Aaron stepped down as Bucks head coach in March, but remains with the team as a senior consultant. Before Evans and Lattimore had their uh, scuffle, Fox cameras caught Aaron's yelling at the Saints star cornerback from the sideline. And, you know, a lot of folks think uh, he told Evans to do something. I believe Evans just heard Aaron's yelling at him. And that made him look around, uh, turn around, and, and did what he did. Yeah. You know, you used to see towards the end of the game, you'd see uh, owners uh, on the sidelines a lot during those oh, games. Get this. Uh, he was on the sidelines because there wasn't a seat in the main press box for him to sit like there usually is. Yeah, right. I find that hard to believe. I've yeah, been in that press box. Uh, it's quite large. Yes. It's it quite, quite distant from the field, yes. but it is large. Very. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Thursday night football tonight uh, with regards to colleges tonight. They've got a, a few games on tonight. Uh, West Virginia, Virginia Tech on tonight on ESPN. Uh, West Virginia, the Mountaineers, a one-and-a-half-point pick. Uh, and Virginia Tech's the, uh, 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 the rated team. So elsewhere, Coastal Carolina is a two-point pick over Georgia State. That's on ESPN, too. Also, the Fighting Illini take on Chattanooga tonight. Couldn't find a line on that game. I take it Chattanooga must be an, an FBS uh, team uh, in that regard. Uh, I couldn't see a – I would imagine. Yeah. But. Anyway, of course, uh, later on during the show at 7.30, we got Coach Josh Learman coming on to talk about his game. Uh, with Nish and then Acadiana Christian at 8 o'clock. Elsewhere in the college football world, uh, of course, LSU takes on New Mexico uh, at Tiger Stadium uh, this uh, weekend. 
Uh, LSU is a prohibitive favorite. I think 31 points, 31 and a half, somewhere in there. Elsewhere, UL, uh, the Cajuns travel up to Monroe to take on UL at Monroe. The only thing I've noticed about that, the spread has dropped uh, two and a half points. It went, started off at 11 and a half. It's down to nine as the Cajuns uh, – Seek uh, see their seek to get back on a winning track. Of course, uh, their 15-game winning streak, uh, the longest in the nation, was broken uh, by the Rice Owls this past weekend. Elsewhere in the state, uh, also Tulane, a 13-point pick over USM over in Yulman. La Tech journeys to South Alabama to take on uh, uh, the uh, the Alabama team over in Mobile. Uh, La Tech looking to get back on a winning note. Uh, other games this weekend that are uh, fans. Uh, Keep an eye on. Uh, I've got App State down here. They're, they're two incredible wins the past uh, the past two weeks. Uh, just unbelievable, especially that game against Troy. Uh, Hail Mary pass. It's tipped and, and caught. And keep in mind, they almost beat North Carolina That's right. as well in the opener. That is correct. Uh, and Mac Brown's North Carolina team. Uh, elsewhere, the game people in this area keep an eye on besides our locals is Florida journeys up to Knoxville to take on Tennessee. Tennessee, a 10-and-a-half-point pick, kind of surprised. As Florida is the number 20th-ranked team in the country, Tennessee number 11. Uh, of course, Billy Napier, former UL coach, is over in Gainesville now. He and his uh, lads will be traveling up to Knoxville to take on Tennessee, who trying to bring back a little glory. Tennessee with big-time team back in the day. Of course, won an, the, I think they won the first uh, national championship with the uh, – uh, college football playoff uh, back in 98 uh, with, uh, I'm trying to remember the quarterback, uh, the year after Manning graduates, they win the national championship. Strange. Uh, T. Martin, I believe, was a quarterback for Tennessee back then. And Peyton Manning was really holding that team back. Yeah. You know? <laughs> anyway, uh, elsewhere, uh, another big game is number five, Clemson taking on Wake Forest, who's ranked 21st. That's over in uh, at Wake Forest. Uh, Clemson's a seven-point pick. Uh, another game uh, of interest, SEC, as A&M uh, takes on Arkansas. Arkansas is going to journey to College Station. Arkansas is the number 10 team in the country. A&M is the 23rd-ranked team in the country, and they're a one-and-a-half-point pick. So tell me about that. And your, your Huskies there, Jeff, travel to Kentucky to take on the Wildcats. They're only a 26-and-a-half-point dog uh, to the Kentucky Wildcats up in uh, Lexington. So uh, some of the college football here this weekend. Huskies had Vanderbilt on the run, and they let him off the hook. Man, it still uh, frustrates me. It's going to be a much tougher task they, at Kentucky. They grabbed defeat from the jaws. Yeah, of you're victory. right, man. <laughs> anyway, I, I believe me, I'm quite familiar with that term. Uh, anyway, Jeff... Um, We've got Coach Josh Lerman coming on in a few moments. And, of course, uh, the Yellow Jackets uh, trying to get back on a winning note. They, they're going to the year 1-2 and two on that regard. So, uh, Yellow Jackets um, just looking at our pocket guy trying to help me out here. Taking as, on 2-1 and one south side. That's right, the, the Sharks. Sharks. Yeah, and uh, Miss Hannah Mouton. We'll see if uh, something uh, becomes of that. Maybe, I don't know. Finally got a roster. Not finally. I don't mean to say like it was uh, an arduous task. I Finally did, though, get a look at the roster yesterday, and uh, she's listed as a kicker on the roster. But, yes. but yet we remember, um, was that a scrimmage or a game, game one? Don't know if it might have been a jamboree, too. Yeah. I think it was an official game. And, I, I, of course, a jamboree is not necessarily an official game, but you got in the game and played. 
So uh, I don't know if you want to put Coach uh, Learman on the spot. Actually, no. I had every intention <laughs> of saying, how do, you, how do you – it's a delicate balance. What do you te- tell your kids about dealing with that player? That's right. So uh, I, I, I hate to say it like this. I'm not a chauvinist by any sense of the meaning. But she's out there in the field. I'm, I'm not going to hit her any different. I'm going to hit her. You know, if she catches a ball, and I'm going to try to tackle her. I, I'm thinking more of a – <laughs> Le- more nefarious nature. I, I understand uh, what not, you're not, saying. Not necessarily not playing the game as it should be, but <laughs> playing it uh, maybe more so than it should be. Yeah, I'm uh, not going to go out of my way to hurt her or anything. I'm going to tackle her just like uh, just one of the guys, so to speak. Anyway, uh, with that, Jeff, let's uh, go ahead and take our first break here on uh, Bayou Sports and bring on Coach Lerman and see what he's got to say about it. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio here on September the 22nd of Thursday. We'll be back with more right after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. It's Festival Week, and the QT is your Sugarcane Festival HQ. Thursday, it's Tommy G and Stormy Weather. Friday, the Cajun Company Band. Saturday, Swampland Revival. And on Sunday afternoon, the Bad Boys. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU, and no bar with more outdoor seating. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's. Best drink prices in the Berry. And don't forget, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Athletic field provides challenges that test the competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, good paying jobs that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger. Join the team. We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions. And you can apply right now at danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday, the 22nd of September. And on the line with us is head football coach Josh Lerman of the Yellow Jackets. And, Coach, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, and, uh, Coach, uh, you know, you got a big game uh, this week. Of course, it seems like every game's a district game in your district with, uh, I believe, what, nine teams in your district. Is that correct? 
Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, uh, eight teams in the district. Yeah. So only the games, every game's district, but two. Oh, wow. Unbelievable. Anyway, uh, this Friday night, uh, Kane Radio will be there, and uh, you host the Southside Sharks. And, uh, of course, the Sharks had a pretty good week last week. They handed Karen Crow a pretty big defeat, if my memory serves me correctly. Is that right? Yeah, they they, they uh, beat Karen Crow pretty good. It was a uh, pretty good game. They uh very well coached, and, and what they do can give you problems. What were some of the things you saw in that film that uh, gives you concern or gives you hope uh, facing them this week? Well, they're they're really good on special teams. Uh, I think they scored two touchdowns on special teams. Uh, so we we worked really hard this week on making sure our special teams are sound and and ready for everything they're going to bring at us. There you go. Let's a uh, real quick recap of last Thursday's game at Acadiana. Uh, some of the things that uh, went well there, or maybe didn't go uh, your way there. Uh, yeah, I think uh, offensively we moved the ball pretty well. You know, we we would move the ball, and we you know then we'd have self self inflicted problems like a penalty or a bad snap or you know something like that. And then you know defensively we you know we get. A stop, first down, second down, you know, and then if you're not disciplined the whole, the whole series, then the teams like that are good enough and they'll pop a long run on you. So uh, again, we learned from it, and I think we got better during the course of that game. There you go. We often talk about uh, dealing with a short week. Uh, is a long week? Uh, you have an extra day. Uh, is there any benefit to that? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I think anytime you get an extra day of practice, it's an extra day of, of reps that you get. So yeah, I think there's always benefit to games on friday as opposed to thursday very good what are, what are the keys uh and maybe uh, individual uh efforts uh from players uh the keys to tomorrow night's game and uh the success you hope to have yeah we're just going to have to be sound everywhere you know it's not any, any individual person it's, it's a team effort but we'll have to be sound defensively we'll have to be sound offensively you know so that we can you know we can move the move the yardsticks and and get stops on defense. All right. Uh, Friday night game, uh, not unusual, of course, other than it being festival weekend. Um, anything to deal with there? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think so, not really. Uh, only the fact that the kids won't be at school tomorrow. But uh, but we have a plan for that, so we're, we're prepared. Southside has a female player, and uh, often when they do have a female player, they're kickers, and she is listed as a kicker on the roster but i understand she also plays wide receiver did did you talk to your team about how to deal with that situation no i haven't really talked to them much at all about that we, we've just been worried about how we can beat Southside. yeah coach uh you know she does of course the uh, the press takes hold of that, and a young lady uh, played, and she caught a touchdown pass. I don't know if it was in a scrimmage or a jamboree, but she made a little notoriety uh, with that. And don't know if you were aware of that. Her name is Hannah Muto, I, I do believe. And uh, we, Jeff and I were just talking uh, off the air. <laughs> if it just brings up an unusual circumstance, you know, with tackling or – anyway, uh, we're, I'm not a chauvinist by any sense of the word, but uh, just a, a strange situation, and I'm sure Jeff – He's broadcasting the game Friday night. I'll take a little look, see at some of those things. But the most important thing is the Yellow Jackets get back on the winning track uh, in a district game, which is uh, 
really important. And of course, you face Carrico next week. Uh, they just keep on coming. That's uh, that's something that district you always play a good team. Seems like every other week. So uh, good luck to you, Jeff. Coach, uh, again, we look forward to being out there tomorrow evening. Uh, anything the fans need to know about uh, tomorrow's game? Anything out of the ordinary? Uh, no, it's a seven uh, seven o'clock kickoff. It's ten dollars at the gate. All right, real good, Coach. Best of luck. We we'll look forward to chatting with you tomorrow pregame. All right, thank you, guys. You bet, you Coach bet. Josh Learman. Appreciate the opportunity and. Again, uh, so uh, not an issue, uh, and maybe that's not a bad thing. That uh, you just uh, just another player on the team. Yeah, just uh, you're right, and, and and it needs to be taken that way too, uh, because uh, the Jackets need to even up that record. They're one and two right now, losing uh, the opening game to Westgate, then coming back and beating Sam Houston, then uh, getting uh, uh, Kadiana the following week and uh, last week, and uh, Kadiana beating back the Yellow Jackets. Now Southside. Coming in, and you know, Southside playing, I think is what fourth or fifth year of fifth year of high school football, and the Yellow Jackets uh, a couple of years ago uh, defeated them uh, in the reg- uh, well, I think they were f- a forfeit in the regular season due to COVID. Right, and, and then they beat, beat them, them pretty the, bad yeah. uh, in the playoffs. That's three years ago. That's true. I, I say three years, two years ago, but almost three teams, uh, if that's um, a reasonable assertion there. But certainly two years removed, and uh, you know those juniors and seniors then are gone. That's and right. So, I, I mean, it's, it's two different attitudes. Two di- and, uh, and, of course, for Nisha, coaching change, uh, different uh, style of offense. Uh, yeah, a lot, yeah. Of, a lot of things uh, different there. What is cool about this matchup, and you hope it develops into a rivalry. We talked about how Lafayette uh, has always been that big rival with Nish the most local 5A team uh, years ago, but obviously uh, a few other local 5A teams, uh, Como and now Southside have come along. But knowing that so many former New Iberians uh, are in the youngsville Broussard area, that has to become a, a great rivalry. You yeah. hope it does. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I see in the future uh, that's going to be a pretty good rivalry for the uh, for the Yellow Jackets, uh, considering, as we mentioned, uh, Lafayette High. Of course, that's when each town had one school, uh, one yeah. high school, a uh, public high school that was large, both of them being large schools. Lafayette, uh, it's kind of faded a little bit, but there's still that, that, that rivalry still there between them and the Yellow Jackets, and they've got to build up the rivalry between uh, uh, Southside and also Como, uh, as Como... Um, you know, it's right there. They're both uh, just a few miles from each other. So the Yellow Jackets looking for a big win uh, uh, tomorrow night. And uh, Kane Radio will be there at 6.15 airtime with a 7 o'clock kickoff. So good luck to Coach Learman and the rest of his staff. Uh, indeed. And, again, uh, one of uh, many area games, um, you know, Kenyana Christian School. We're going to be talking to Coach Olivier in about 20 minutes or so. They played last night, so it'll be uh, – Interesting to hear how that game went for them, but uh, several other games tomorrow evening and maybe even a couple tonight. In fact, uh, I know there's a couple tonight. I want to remind you, Lorville taking on North Vermilion. Uh, That is a home game tonight, so check out Lorville tonight. And and talking to Coach Martin earlier in the week, uh, he made mention of the fact that, hey, you know, you you may be a Nish fan, but hey, we're playing football tonight. Uh, Come out and support us or uh, the same for uh, whatever may be the case. Uh, Centerville is at Generette tonight. Uh, tomorrow night, Westgate is at St. Martinville. 
Catholic High. Uh, they're playing at Leesville tomorrow. You and Coach Watney, I assume, talked about uh, that game. Uh, what do you expect, or what does he expect on Leesville? <laughs> the the Leesville, as always, has just a super running back, and that's what uh, he mentioned on his show Monday night at CHS Coaches Show, that uh, they just seem to trot out running backs out of Leesville with the Wampus Cats. He feels that uh, if he can, uh, and his team did – Pretty well against uh, last week against Erath. Uh, Erath more of a throwing team, but they did pretty well against uh, holding up the run. They didn't tire or fatigue. So a lot of young kids playing for the Panthers this year. That's only uh, five seniors on the team. And uh, they've done a pretty good job. So their big task is just slowing down their running game. And they like to pitch it and run wide uh, with this young man who's probably about six foot, 190 pounds. But uh, it pretty much is their whole offense. So uh, hopefully the Panthers uh, – can uh, travel up to Leesville. That's about a three-and-a-half to four-hour ride up there. So I'm sure they're going to take a 49, then uh, take a left at Alexandria over to uh, Leesville. So it should be an interesting matchup. Uh, we'll have him back uh, to talk about it uh, Monday on the CHS Coaches Show. Very good. Another game tonight, Hanson uh, Memorial is at Highland Baptist. So, again, another game uh, you can support tonight. And Delcom on the road tomorrow at Lake Arthur. So, uh, again, Malcolm trying to uh, move on to uh, they're two and one going into tomorrow night's game, so uh, they'll look to improve on that, and again um, then uh, kind of get into district play. Well, no, actually uh, uh, they've got Westminster Christian before they get into uh, district play. And another thing we'll be talking about next week is homecoming for uh, three of these teams: Delcom, Westgate, and I believe um, Lorville all have homecoming next week. And so does Catholic High. And Catholic High. There we go. <laughs> We've got four high schools in the city in the area that have homecoming. Uh, and you see, and, we, I, and I don't know if others aren't. I yeah. just know who is. I'm, I don't know if. Uh, yeah, I didn't know Catholic High until you mentioned that. Uh, uh, Heath Hewland was uh, in uh, the studio this morning, and he made mention of those three schools. He didn't reference Catholic High because they're not a part of the Iberia Parish school system. But certainly, uh, yeah, that'll keep things active next week. That it will. And uh, the Panthers, uh, I think, play the Eunice Bobcats for homecoming. And I always thought, when I think of homecoming, I think of late uh, October, uh, usually in those dates and the weather's a little cooler. uh, hopefully by next week we'll see some maybe a little brisker and some north wind come down here in Cajun country where uh, the fans can enjoy some uh, rather comfortable temperature during the course of some of these high school games. Of course, they all interrupted in each uh, quarter with a six-minute uh, break for uh, a water uh, timeout, so to speak, uh, to hydrate some of these young players during this time. So anyway, uh, we'll see what uh, transpire in that regard jeff no indeed uh, but again festival distractions uh, hopefully the players tune those out uh, and and hopefully the fans still show up even though the festival's going on yeah that that it would be yeah, uh, there's plenty of other time for the festival activities yeah uh you yeah, saturday and sunday a lot of time uh, of course everything uh, downtown right across from us just about other than uh some of the 4-h stuff at, right. at sear gates and uh, at the sugar arena most of it uh, downtown, um, you know, and, and of course the Sugarcane Festival building for the pageants and those kind of things. Uh, Sliman, I believe, has a couple of events. Uh, the, the royalty reception, I think that's a ticketed event. And of course there is a gate fee to get into uh, the music uh, Friday, Saturday, and 
early. No, actually, I'm not sure there is music on Sunday. Fado don't. Yeah, there is. There is. Okay. All right. I'm not sure if there's a gate fee Sunday. But the first time in two years the festival is being held and uh, here, and I can't recall it being downtown per se with the rides and all. It was was prior to COVID. They set it up downtown. I'm not sure if it was one or two years, but when the Tesh Growers Association became a bigger part of the Festival Association, uh, they they started it out at the old mill out uh, off Daspit Road. Okay. And then, uh, again, it was at least one year they did move it downtown, the rides and all. Okay, well, uh, going back when I was just a lad, uh, they had it held at City Park. There's so much overgrowth with trees now, I doubt if they could get it all in. But uh, And then they bounced around a few times uh, yeah. in the area. I, I remember when I first got to town, I was a little concerned that it was too spread out. Uh, there wasn't a real central location. It wasn't, uh, I want to say, you, know, you had the one Friday night Fado downtown, then on Saturday, I think the JCs had something over at Torito Village. The rides were somewhere. Uh, I think they were like on the bayou by North Lewis Street or something like that, or South Lewis in that air, vacant area over there. They moved the, the street fair around so often, uh, detached from where the music was That's until right. now. Yeah, and it's all compact and a lot better off. So uh, it's just parking's a nightmare. Yeah, it, that, that'll be a nightmare. Problem. Yeah, okay. and remember, folks, don't don't block driveways or mm-hmm. uh, if you see a resident-only parking sign, please respect it. Yeah, that's the only thing. And I realize you want to park and hustle to get downtown, but uh, it's the the fare's not going anywhere. So uh, there there is some room, and even though the city's or parish government is get, sell, selling that property around. Uh, what is now uh, St. Peter's has some offices in the old David funeral homes. That open land over there, and it's going to be so dry that yeah. it will be good parking. True, and, true. Uh, so you can utilize that. I know sometimes uh, St. Peter's Catholic Church, uh, the parking is utilized. But, but again, respect their space. When it's available, great. If it's not, uh, respect that. And, and especially uh, bottles, cans, other yeah. litter uh, Respect those things. Yeah, look for look for the disposals for the cans, the trash. Or just just don't throw it in the street. Anyway, but should be a fun time. Uh, first time in two years it's back, so uh, just be respectful and enjoy it. And have your kids, uh, if you have children, bring and let them enjoy the rides and the festivities. So uh, a lot of fun. Uh, historically, the 79th annual. Uh, Sugar Cane Festival and Fair Association. So, anyway, with that, Jeff, we'll go ahead and take our next break. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Cane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. 
With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answer to pain.com. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with LA Classic Roofing. We're a third generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at LA Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. LA Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Hi, this is Boxcar Badger, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf Professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes, and we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Cane Row, and Sugar Oaks. So let's make a tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday, September the 22nd. And we haven't mentioned this, Jeff, the first day of fall. Um, you know, it feels like it. Uh, I, I didn't think we had to tell people that because you go outside and you say, well, what a, what a fine autumnal day. Yeah, it's only uh, 95 degrees. So, My uh, Lord. Anyway, uh, football tonight, uh, college, we mentioned about the college games tonight, but the pro game uh, on tonight, Pittsburgh at Cleveland. Uh, of course, Cleveland, a four-point pick uh, in that regard. Uh, and, again, uh, it's on the Prime Network, Amazon. Uh, didn't hear any people complain about uh, – having access to it or forgot about it or yeah you know it's at at the end of the day you know there are i don't know five to six games on sundays that are not available to you to watch unless you have the sunday ticket yes so it's not unusual that you are not uh, having access to a particular game so again there's always going to be some gnashing of teeth but it's a pretty easy product to buy and, um, you know, again, not that I need to be a shill for uh, Bezos and Amazon, but it's a pretty good product, too. It is. You know? it, it is. That it is. And uh, he's not a multi-billionaire because he's not smart and knows how to market his uh, his product. But in the meantime... Just remember, shop locally when you can. <laughs> that's right. That's right. When you can't find it, that's right. That's the only time you have to uh, move along. But in the meantime, uh, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, uh, both teams come in one and one as I mentioned, uh, uh, Cleveland's scoring a lot of points, uh, you know, with, uh, 
course, uh, Mr. Watson's not there. And the, the quarterback, Barista Barris, I can't remember his name. Uh, I know people picked him up uh, uh, earlier this year when uh, Watson is suspended for 12 games, I do believe. Is 11. 11. Remember, 12 was that magic number. Oh, if they right. did that, then they could roll the contract over or something to that effect. Anyway, Cleveland comes in averaging about 28 a game to 18 and a half for uh, – uh, that so we'll see what uh, what transpires in this game tonight. And I'm trying to recall is the Amazon ticket uh, thirteen ninety nine, fourteen ninety nine a month. month. Yeah, uh, something of that nature. And, and again, you get more than just the Prime Video. You get right. a whole lot of other things with. You mentioned it even free shipping and free shipping on stuff when uh, you do when you order. buy when you do order. Can't find it here in New Iberia, mm-hmm. and you get the free shipping. So, uh, but, we'll see. but again, shop local. Yeah, that's that's first and foremost. Uh, that's most important here for our locals. So uh, elsewhere in the NFL this weekend too, uh, trying to look at some of the big games. Uh, you know, it's hard to believe Vegas and uh, Tennessee are both zero and two. That's surprising. That's a noon game uh, Sunday. Uh, one of them will, will break out in that regard. Of course, uh, Buffalo travels to Miami. Let's see uh, if Buffalo has just destroyed the first two teams, the Rams and also the Titans that played. Uh, and they're just uh, – and, you know, they had the number one defense in the league last year. Now they're with the, the ability to score points the way they have, uh, averaging uh, 36 points a game. Of course, Miami's showing, showing up with 31 a game, so uh, we'll see if it's going to be an interesting contest down there in Miami. Elsewhere in some other games uh, that we like to see, uh, of course, the Rams at Arizona. Atlanta 0-2 heads to Seattle, uh, Green Bay and Tampa Bay. That'll be an interesting contest down in uh, Tampa. Oh, yeah. Uh, That'll be the 3-30 game, I think, uh, with regards to that on Fox. So uh, elsewhere, Denver uh, hosting uh, San Francisco and Dallas, the Monday night game, Dallas and the Giants uh, uh, at 7-15. So uh, a lot of uh, professional football to take place this weekend. Uh, of course, the Saints journey to Carolina to take on the Panthers, who are 0-2. Uh, and the good news, I mentioned a little early in the broadcast, both Adebo and Kamara practiced yesterday. So uh, hopefully they'll be back in action for uh, the Saints uh, come the Sunday where the Saints offense needs to find something, uh, you know, putting up uh, um, a total of 26 points, of which 16 came in the fourth quarter of the first week against the Falcons uh, the Saints look uh, pretty lethargic uh, in the other seven quarters throughout the year so far. So, uh, Somebody asked me yesterday um, if I think Kamara will be suspended, and I said, a guy broke a vacuum and he was suspended four games. Yes, yeah. Alvin Kamara is going to get yeah, suspended. He, yeah, I don't see where he's going to dodge this bullet. It just The question is, when? Yeah. It, will it be the end of this year? That'd be terrible. <laughs> It'd be at the end of the year when the Saints maybe have a, a – uh, something to to play for, but uh, anyway, uh, we'll see what's going to take place uh, on that regard. So anyway, yeah. speaking of players being eligible, uh, Canada lifted the vax rule, so players can go into Toronto now. Major League Baseball players and hockey as well. And I wonder if the start of hockey season had something to do with this as, as well. But I also thought. Interesting timing because Toronto's in a playoff race, uh, trying to get uh, a wild card if they haven't locked it in already. But they're playing competitive games, and they were at a competitive advantage, saying, hey, ex- whoever's not vaccinated couldn't come in. You know, I, I remember the Yankees 
and now he's hurt, uh, Diambetti or whatever his name is. Uh, I, I think Carpenter wasn't vaccinated either, if my memory maybe, serves maybe me so. right. Boy, and he's been quiet. Has he been hurt? Yes. Uh, I was going to say, uh, all of a sudden you mention his name, and I, I'm seeing enough Yankee games these days to uh, sit and say, oh, that's right, I haven't seen him. Yeah, really. I think he is hurt. Because uh, I remember the Cardinals uh, journey to Toronto to play at two or three games. Uh, Goldsmith wasn't vaccinated, and I'm not so sure Ari Arenado was uh, vaccinated either, so their two stars didn't go. So I'm not sure if they did that, uh, if Major League Baseball said something like, hey, you may have to play your games in Buffalo if you're not going to let these players compete. Good point. Good you know? point, too. Anyway, uh, but it looks like uh, they've lifted that ban, so uh, with baseball heading to the playoffs. Got my second booster yesterday. All right. And I, I can tell you uh, I emerged from it without any tears. Uh-huh. Got a lollipop, and uh, I was good to go. No, I, you know, in fact, uh, of the four shots, the original two Pfizer and then my original booster, this one uh, has left me the least scarred. If, if really? I, not that any of them were severe. Uh, you know, wake up with a little shoulder. But as soon yeah. as you start moving it around, it's gone. And yeah. um, I'm happy to say so far so good on that. Get those boosters, folks. Uh, CVS has the most uh, recent booster uh, protecting against the variants. So yeah, and trying to protect. It, it, true. And nothing's uh, exact. Yep, absolutely. Anyway, in the meantime, uh, just about a few minutes away from getting uh, Coach uh, Carol Olivier on the line with us uh, to talk about his uh, Acadiana Christian team that uh, I'm not sure, Jeff, if they played since last they, Wednesday they played night. last night. Oh, they did play last night. Last okay. night, yeah. All right, don't, uh, we'll let him uh, tell us what uh, took place on. Uh, in fact, we, we need a review of two games because I, we talked to him last on Thursday. They played that night. Correct. And then again last night. So Yeah, so uh, anyway, they've done pretty well. Scored 64 points last week, if my memory serves uh, me correct. The Saturday before, yeah. Yeah, they played two games in what, a four-day span, five-day span? Something like that. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and take our break and see if we can't get Coach Carol Olivier on the line and let us know about what, uh, and I'm pretty sure their moniker is the Lions, I think, uh, the Acadiana Christian Lions. Indeed, that's a part of the logo. Anyway, so with that, uh, you listen to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with uh, Coach Carol Olivier right after this. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. It's Festival Week, and the QT is your Sugarcane Festival HQ. Thursday, it's Tommy G and Stormy Weather. Friday, the Cajun Company Band. Saturday, Swampland Revival. And on Sunday afternoon, the Bad Boys. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU, and no bar with more outdoor seating. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's, mustering prices in the Berry. And don't forget, now serving fresh fruit margaritas and daiquiris. I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49, because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. 
I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Hi, this is Boxcar Badgerow inviting you to join me and PGA Golf Professional Teddy Sliman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m. we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes and we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs. Eagle Ridge, Kangro, and Sugar Oak. So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Thursday, September the 22nd. And on the line with us is head football coach of the Acadiana Christian Lions is uh, Carol Olivier. Good morning, coach, and welcome to the show. Good morning. How you doing? I appreciate it. Well, we're we're doing well. Uh, first day of fall, but it looks like the temperatures won't cooperate with the first day of fall. But in the meantime, Coach, uh, how are things going for you, you and your team? And if you can maybe recap your, your last two games, I believe we had the show when you were on one morning. I think you were playing that night. And uh, also, do you did you play last night or you play tonight? We played last night. Um, I, I, actually, we We've been doing pretty well. The goal is always to go one and zero every week if we can. Um, we, we these last four games we went three and one. Um, the North Shore game we was we we, we played really well. Um, our first first quarter was kind of rough, but after some defensive adjustments, we ended up shutting them out the rest of the game and did really 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 well um, offensively. Coach, uh, um, you, you played eleven man on September tenth, and I imagine you went back to eight man on the 15th last Thursday. Uh, any need to make adjustments there? Obviously, you had to make adjustments, but was there anything awkward about going back to eight-man? No, not at all. 11-man um, kind of has you spoiled a bit, you know. Um, as you know, schematically, it, it shrinks the field. Um, but in eight-man, it just it opens it back up again. But fortunately, our offense that we had transfers to Eight-man or 11-man, it, it stays balanced. Very good. So any uh, standout performances in the North Shore game last Thursday? Yeah, uh, of course. Uh, Ty, Ty led us offensively. Uh, he had four touchdowns on the ground, two in the air. With uh, oh, Four touchdowns on the ground. Um, and uh, Rivers Booty had two touchdowns on the ground. Uh, Ridge had a punt return for a touchdown. Uh, defensively, um, Kaysen Brooks stepped up big time. He had five and a half tackles. And uh, Billy Moore had three tackles for loss. So they did pretty well. They did pretty well um, in that game. It was more of a collective de- defensively. I think we tightened up and did really well in that game. Real good. So last night you took on JPG uh, road game. Uh, how'd you fare? Um. Man, I think we went in with a solid game plan this time. Uh, I just think just uh, uh, we're we're 
we are a few ticks away from cracking the code. Uh, first first quarter, we played extremely well. Actually, uh, turned turned them over on downs probably the first time this this season from from our standpoint. Um, got within the red zone twice or three uh, twice in the first half. Just couldn't some penalties. Uh, two knickknacks kind of kept us out of the end zone. Uh, ended up scoring late in the first quarter, um, and then again in the second second quarter we had a turnover on down, and then they scored in an onside kick. Right, just special teams trying to prepare. Just wasn't ready for that. They got the onside kick and ended up marching down and scoring on us as time expired. So we was down twenty four nothing in the first half, which we were still within what we wanted. We wanted to kind of keep them around 28 points. Um, and for a while we did. Second half we scored. But, again, it was on a busted play, so that's kind of tough to – you know, football is about making plays, but you, you want to score what you're good at doing because you're not always going to be able to win on plays like that. Um, so we ended up scoring late in the third quarter. Um, but we just could not we – we just don't have an answer for that slow grind. Like, uh, they really, really disciplined, really sound at what they do. And um, we get them behind the chains or we'll get them on a, on a ready and then, you know, they'll, they'll pop a big one on us or a penalty with extended drive. And you're not going to – it's not going to be successful against a team like that, making the mistakes we made. Gotcha. Coach, you're uh, 70% through your schedule. Uh, how are you health-wise and depth-wise? Um, right now, we, we're pretty much doing exceptionally well as far as health-wise. Uh, we've had a few little knickknacks here and there with, with, with a few of our ironmen. Um, that kind of nursing some little nagging, little injuries, nothing major, though. Um, and depth-wise, depth we, we, we're gaining as far as we're getting a few kids better to be able to help us out. Um, but we, 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 we're a little bit better. I say at the beginning of the season, we was trying to play, like, maybe – 11 or 12, I think right now we can probably play about 16. Gotcha. And uh, we'll, we'll talk more about uh, your next game on Thursday, but you, earlier in the show we were talking uh, about the fact that four parish schools have homecoming, and you guys are number five next Friday night. Uh, tell us about maybe some of the homecoming activities. Uh, of course, you know, they always got the homecoming court, court with, with, which is always amazing. Uh the seniors. This is going to be my first experience as a head coach, so I'm excited about just the just how everything going to go. Pep rally, uh, things of that nature. I'm excited for the seniors. I'm excited for the boys. Um, in our in our in our district and our state, we still have a lot left to play for. Um, uh, uh, fortunately for us, um, playoffs in the state championship is still in our grasp, and it's how we play in those two those two final games. That's going to determine the outcome of our season. So the ball is very much still in our court, so I'm excited about that. I believe you beat Southwest Louisiana at Westlake uh, earlier in the year, correct? No, they beat us, actually. Oh, okay, I um, appreciate the correction. No, we, uh, we, played them, we played them really well. Again, that was probably our worst penalty performance um, game that we played against them. So we're expecting a better game. They're a really good team, I think, right now. We're pretty much evenly matched, probably more than any team we've played this year. So I think it's going to be a really good game on Friday for homecoming. I think it should be an electric atmosphere. Um, they have a lot of speed. Um, they're well coached. I'm excited about it. And we'll look forward to talking more about it 
next Thursday morning with you. But again, thanks for joining us today. And uh, again, best of luck in your week of preparation. Okay, no problem. Thank you, sir. Coach, thank you. Appreciate uh, Coach Carol Olivier joining us Thursdays at about uh, 8 o'clock. Yes, and uh, the Acadiana Christian Lions, a little ironic there. Yeah, I was thinking of days when uh, Christians versus Lions uh, wasn't always a good thing. Could you say that's an oxymoron? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) But uh, anyway, good for them. You know, yeah. owning owning the the lions. Yes, now, you know that's right, and I think it's great. And uh, eight man football uh, played one game with an eleven man team uh, once. So uh, anyway, uh, hats off to him, Coach Carol Olivier, with the Cadiana Christian Lions. Always nice to have him on at eight o'clock on Thursdays here during the football season. Yeah, last home game too for him. They're on the road after that at Athens, uh, taking on Mount Olive, and then uh, at Briarfield. So. Yeah, of course. A lot of people don't realize there is an Athens, Louisiana. Yeah, there you go. You know who was born and raised in Athens? was Claire Lee Chenault, the head of the Flying Tigers back in uh, mm. and before the uh, Second World War broke out where these guys volunteered to help China at the uh, beginning of the pre-World War II. Uh, but Claire Lee Chenault was from Athens, Louisiana. There you go. Anyway, today in sports history, September the 22nd, in 1911, the Boston Rustlers, that's the future uh, Red Sox, and future Hall of Fame pitcher Cy Young beats the Pirates. I should say that's the Braves, future Braves, uh, at one nothing at Forbes Field. And the reason why, that was his 500th and 11th victory, which leads all of Major League Baseball. Of course, I'm sure there were times when Cy Young threw doubleheaders uh, in that regard. No, I wouldn't be surprised. Anyway, in 1912, the Philadelphia second baseman Eddie Collins becomes only the player in Major League Baseball history to steal six bases in one game and for a second time as the A's beat the uh, St. Louis Browns 8-2. to in 1920, the Chicago Grand Jury convenes to investigate the charges that the eight White Sox players conspired to fix the 1919 World Series. Of course, we all know how that turned out as the Black Sox and Judge Kennesaw Mountain Landis uh, the next year sends them all to uh, the shed. They can never partake in a Major League Baseball game ever again. 1927, the long count in the famous boxing match, Gene Tunney beats Jack Dempsey by 10-round unanimous decision at Soldier's Field, uh, Chicago to retain the heavyweight title in front of 105,000 people at uh, Soldier Field. At Tunney's long count, basically, uh, uh, Dempsey knocked him down, and the referee took a, a few extra seconds to separate uh, Dempsey to his uh, neutral corner. And the feeling was that uh, that Tony was knocked out and was uh, helped up by the extra seconds that the ref did to keep him in the fight, and he ended up winning the match. 1935, the Boston Braves lose a record 110th game, uh, and they lost 115 that year. I kind of looked at the percentages. Even though the uh, Mets went up 40, 120, and 1 their first year in the league, their winning percentage was uh, just a shade better than the uh, Braves in 1935. Uh, in 1957, Duke Schneider hits his 39th and 40th home run, so the last hit at Ebbets Field. Of course, the Dodgers moved to Los Angeles the following season. 1966, check this out, Jeff. Never believe this. Only 413 people show up at a Yankee game in uh, Yankee I, Stadium. Yeah, I saw that uh, on your sheet uh, yesterday. I kind of glanced at that. 413. Keep in mind, that was in the CBS years. That's right. And they were a struggling franchise in the mid to late 60s into the early 70s. And 
um, really into the mid-70s, but uh, that's when Steinbrenner started to turn that franchise around. Yeah, they just went through from 65 up until uh, 76. Uh, the Yankees were uh, the dormants in the league, pretty much, to say. In 68, on this date, Minnesota Twins utility fielder Cesar Travera pitches in hitless inning and plays all nine positions in a 2-1 to one win over the A's <laughs> at Metropolitan Stadium. And, and again, 2-1 to one game. That's right. And they pull that stunt uh, in that tight of a ball game. That's what's amazing. It wasn't a blowout uh, where they said, go ahead and play every position and have fun with That's that. That's right. Um, a tight ball game. That's right. Anyway, uh, they pull it off. Elsewhere in 1969 on this date, the Willie Mays becomes the second player to hit 600 home runs in Major League Baseball. Elsewhere in 1985, Billy Martin's right arm is broken by <laughs> Pitcher Ed Whitson and Billy, uh, it wasn't in the ballpark. He broke his arm. He got in a fight in a bar after the game that night, trying to break up a fight and got involved in a fight. So, Billy Martin, why am I not surprised? Yeah. On this date in 86, uh, Dodger Fernando Valenzuela is the first Mexican to win 20 games in the major leagues. Elsewhere in 1987, ooh, NFL players go on strike for 24 days. The second regular season strike, that was the era of the, uh, the, what, the, uh, the scum players uh, in that regard. And I think that's when Sean Payton played against the Saints. It yeah, was quarterback the for the Bears, Bears yep. coming out of uh, Illinois. Yeah. Yeah, that was some rough football to watch, but oh. we watched it. Oh, yeah. it was rough football. That's when John Forcade made his mm-hmm. presence known with the Saints. Elsewhere, uh, in 1990, Andre Dawson steals his 300 base and is the only player other than Willie Mays to have 300 homers, 300 steals, and 2,000 base hits. Hall of Famer. That's right. 1991, uh, the Miami Dolphins' Don Shula regards, uh, I should say, records his 300th career NFL victory. That's a record that will never be broken unless you start coaching when you're 30. You've got to average about uh, 10 wins a year for 30 years. I mean, uh, and he finished up with 300-plus, 329, somewhere in there. So, uh, and, and keep in mind, he surpassed George Hallis, who you know started the league that's and right. coached into the mid-60s. And so, for 50-plus yeah. years, yeah. too, Papa Bear. Elsewhere on this date, uh, in 1993, Nolan Ryan, uh, 46, pitches his last game. In 2004, San Francisco Giants outfielder Barry Bonds was intentionally walked four times in a nine-inning game, a major league record. This was the second time that's happened. It also happened in 2004. Birthdays today, Bob Lemon, Hall of Fame pitcher, uh, major league all-star, World Series champion with the Yankee manager, born in San Bernardino, California. Managed the White Sox, too. For he sure did. Time. And uh, seemed like somebody else, the Twins maybe. Uh, possibly 1927, born in this date, Tommy Lasorda, Hall of Fame manager and World Series uh, champion manager in 81 and 88, manager year 83 and 88 and with the Dodgers for 21 years. A scout uh, who scouted Fidel Castro as a potential pitcher for the that, Dodgers. That's right. Born in Norristown, Pennsylvania. Born on this date in 1942, David Stern, the NBA commissioner from 84 to 2014, born in Manhattan, New York. Born on this date in 61, Vince Coleman, uh, Major League Baseball, uh, uh, Rookie of the Year in 85, also a six-time National League stolen base leader, two-time All-Star with the Mets and some others. Born in Jacksonville, Florida. And deaths today, just a sad one, but uh, died on this day uh, seven years ago was our partner Yogi Berra passed away on this date in 2015. And I'm going to go back to Yogi. Uh, of course, Yogi, he had a book of Yogiisms. There must have been about 
160 or 70 pages in his book. Well, yogiism here, I wish I had, I w- I wish I had an answer for that because I'm tired of answering that question. <laughs> but he also said, never answer an anonymous letter. <laughs> there you go. Yogi Berra, king of the... Uh, that was the precursor when your phone rings and uh, you, you don't know who is calling you, you don't answer the phone. That's right. But Yogi, you never answer an anonymous letter, Yogi stated. But uh, he had some great ones. Uh, if you buy his book uh, or look at Google online, Yogiisms, you, you'll just see, you'll be giggling the rest of the day. Good, uh, good, uh, good to have him with us anyway. But Yogi passes away on this date in 2015. That's it today, Jeff, today in sports history. Uh, don't know if you have any breaking news, maybe uh, with that regard. Nothing breaking, uh, but I did see uh, an interesting piece, and maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow, because apparently Brownie the Elf is going to be fe- – I always thought he was a fairy. Okay. And I don't know if there's uh, a definition, difference between elf and fairy, but uh, – he uh, is going to be featured in tonight's broadcast, and we'll talk a little bit about the history there yeah. tomorrow, given time. And, of course, uh, we do have a reduced show tomorrow, uh, you, you and Ricky with the fishing show at 7.15 or so, and then Bayou Sports at about 7.45. Yeah, I thought you said Alf, and isn't that the animal, the alien that eats cats? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I first thought you heard. Elf. Elf. Elf, okay. All right. Anyway, uh, that's today in sports history, Jeff, and uh, back to you. Always want to thank our guests, uh, including Carol Olivier over at Acadiana Christian School just a little while ago. Earlier in the show, Josh Learman at Nish. And, of course, we want to thank our sponsors, Jacob Landry, candidate for state rep, District 49. And, again, that election next fall. L.A. Classic Roofing, the Quarter Tavern. Again, a big weekend there. Quarter Tavern uh, Festival Headquarters, uh, live music, Tommy G, and stormy weather tonight. Cajun Company Band tomorrow. In fact, I'm going to be talking to Ricky Eskind uh, with the Cajun Company Band at about 10.30 this morning during Tesh Matters. Uh, Saturday night, Swampland Revival. Sunday afternoon, the Bad Boys. Uh, big weekend over at the Quarter Tavern. Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, Headache and Pain Center, and Schwing Insurance. Appreciate their support.